Hi, everybody. This is Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain Radio, and I hope you're pissed. There are so many ironies floating around this repugnant situation, wherein there's every indication that the Obama administration used the vast, blurry powers of alphabet soup security agencies to spy upon political opponents in a very hotly contested presidential race. It is Nixonian Watergate scandal plus Death Star technology combined with uh, a huge amount of weaseling out from the mainstream media, and that is pissing me off. First irony. So recently, 60 Minutes did, um, well, I think what could be generously characterized as a hit piece on Mike Cernovich, calling him fake news. Ah, yes, well... Very shortly after this piece aired, Mike Cernovich revealed that Susan Rice, she was the national security advisor on Barack Obama, was this mysterious Obama official behind the unmasking of Trump associates. So I'll do another presentation with more detail about it. But basically, um, if American citizens are caught up in surveillance of others, of foreigners, then their identity is supposed to be hidden, right? They're referred to as, you know, some pseudonym, right? But uh, no, this apparently didn't happen. Uh, Susan Rice was involved in the monitoring of the Trump campaign. And, and this monitoring had nothing to do with any investigations into Russia. That was supposed to be the only excuse. She apparently reportedly requested a spreadsheet of details regarding people's conversations and so on. All of it appears to be perfectly, to have been perfectly legal, like the conversations. And what's even more chilling is the monitoring of the conversations of your political opponents and then quashing measures that are supposed to protect their identities, using the full power of the state to spy on your political opponents, does not actually appear to be specifically illegal. And this explains the entire Russia stole my youth narrative that is going on for the Democrats, right? If... They did all of this stuff, and, I mean, it seems pretty evident that they did. Then this is why they fought so viciously hard for the election. This is why they feared Donald Trump getting in, and this is why the media, who should have been doing this job, has been roundly attacking and whipping up hysteria and so on. There is, uh, trust me, man, I know this from personal experience, there is no venomous cobra strike of viciousness Like a terrified and guilty conscience, that is a very, very telling sign. And the fact that to cover up these activities, Democrats and the media, they appear to be willing to whip up war frenzy with a nuclear armed power, shows you, well, they may have imbibed just a little bit too much Saul Alinsky. And you know how much is a little bit too much, too much Saul Alinsky? Any Saul Alinsky, right? Accuse others of what you yourself are doing. Somebody else hacked the election. Really? Listening in on your political opponents is not somehow hacking the election? But it's the Russians, those people on the other side of the world. They're the bad ones. Arr! It's hard to comprehend how terrible the Democrats are. Um, I don't mean this to be... It's leftists in general. But let's just do a quick review. Since 1965, when they shifted immigration from Europe to basically the third world, right? That's under Ted Kennedy. 
So over 70 million people have been imported into America. That's pretty much the entire population of France. Over 70 million people have been imported since 1965. Why? Because they vote Democrat. So kind of stuffing the ballots just a little bit there. Uh, On the left, they promoted single motherhood and denigrated marriage. Why? So single mothers and single women will reliably vote Democrat as they do. They're dangling citizenship in front of all of the illegal sanctuary cities, drawing people in for the illegal votes that they're inevitably going to cast, which have been credibly estimated into the millions, and as a way to get their friends and family who are legally allowed to vote, to vote for the left, to vote for Democrats so they can get their free citizenship and take back California from the gringos. So they've got all of this vote-stuffing, vote-balloting, importing voters initiatives. They've got the media on their side. They've got academia on their side. And apparently the powers to limitlessly spy on any and all political opponents. And they still couldn't win. Why? You got all of that? You can't win? Well, all we had was YouTube. Well, now they're coming for that. Inevitably, right? Anything but a fair fight. Oh, let me tell you something (laughs) Something else about the Democrats. I don't know. Maybe this is, again, personal experience. Have you ever had someone in your life who messes up continually but can never, ever, ever admit that they're wrong? Well, that's kind of the Democrats in the United States. Can't admit that they were wrong. Uh, uh, it, it was Russia. Uh, 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 there was uh, problems with the election. It wasn't us. We didn't mess things up. It's, it's, well, we just didn't realize how racist and sexist and xenophobic Americans were. Nationalism is evil. We didn't know. Trump, he has weird hypnotizing powers. Just kind of bit. You guys screwed up. You ran a bad candidate. You ran a bad campaign. Your overconfidence was your weakness. Can't admit they were wrong. Can you imagine if these guys were in power with this kind of mindset? Blame everyone else for your own mess-ups. Irony number two. Hey, Republicans, and I'm not talking about the Donald Trump Republicans. I'm basically talking about the globalist Republicans, fairly indistinguishable from the globalist Democrats. Hey, globalist Republicans, remember when you passed all those laws that gave the government virtually limitless surveillance capabilities? (laughs) See, here's the irony. You passed all of these laws because, you know, you were going to go out and fight terrorism. (laughs) And other things, whatever's bad on your list, we're going to use these massive powers to fight it. So you voted yourself all these powers. And hey, Republicans, guess who were the first real victims of these powers? Ooh, you know what? You might want to check the old mirror out for that one because you created these powers. They were used against you, as they always are. As I've said a million times on this show, if you think the government should be doing something... Imagine giving your worst troll, vicious, venomous, puff at a striking enemy that exact power to use against you, because it won't be long till that happens. <laughs> Remember how Obama was, well, it's a scandal free administration. So transparent. <laughs> the fact that the IRS audited Tea Party donors about 10 times more than regular Americans, the fact that the IRS refused to give charitable status to. Patriot groups to right-leaning groups. Ooh, they use the word constitution. They can't be a charity. (sighs) Real charities are Acorn and Planned Parenthood and Haiti. (sighs) And look, here's here's the danger. So I woke up and I was reading this stuff. And I got to tell you, I had a yin and a yang. I had an angel and a devil on my shoulder. Oh, 
the tightrope of ambivalence that people with self-knowledge walk. So here's my thoughts and feelings. Maybe, just maybe, you share them. So I feel this, oh my, this is astounding, this is unbelievable, this is terrible, this is game-changing, this is a fork of the road in the republic and the history of human freedom, this is the greatest scandal in the history of America. Wow, they've got to be shaken in their boots. They've got to be, uh, wait, no, hang on. Sorry. <laughs> Reality check of a couple of decades on this planet. Nothing's going to happen. My outrage, yea, verily, is going to crash like a wave against a dam. Something should happen. Something should change. Either it's illegal, in which case people should be charged, or it's not illegal, in which case something should change in the law. Hopefully dismantling of all of this massive security apparatus that really is not a security apparatus, but just a way of spying on your political opponent. Anyway, you understand. What's going to change? Now, I do have uh, a little bit of hope, right? In the bottom of the demons of empirical experience lies the little fairy of hope, and she's beaten, bloody bruised, but still standing, still fitfully glowing, like, I don't know, just about every fluorescent light in the ceiling of the school I grew up in. Still there a little bit. Because let me tell you, administration, hey, Jeff, Trump, Word to the wise. There's this feeling in America and throughout the West that the law is crap. That the law is a methodology for bullying the helpless and protecting the powerful. That the law is a, a weird, n-dimensional Mobius strip fishing net that mysteriously catches only the tiny fish while the big fish swim free. People can stand being ruled even by harsh rules that are pretty much fair or mostly fair or reasonably fair. Not perfect, but reasonably fair. People can stand being ruled by, by bullying, targeting the weak, protecting the strong, targeting the innocent, the peaceful, people who aren't initiating the use of force or fraud against anyone, and protecting those who destroy trillions of dollars in financial scandals, who initiate wars overseas that are unjust and, and immoral. People who use the government to spy unjustly, <laughs> tragically not even perhaps illegally, on political opponents, on the population as a whole. You know, something on the left where people say, rich people, they're not paying their fair share. Which is the clarion call for poor people to hang like leeches on the giant calf muscles of the rich and powerful. I'd like to reframe that a little. I think that the particular issue here is that rich people are not paying their fair share of justice. Of justice. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of protesters arrested after the financial scandal. Right? Remember those Wall Street protests, right? Occupy. Hundreds of... Protesters arrested. How many? How many bankers? No, no. See, it's really complicated. It's 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 a mess. It's confusing. It's time consuming to go after the bankers legally. You see, a lot of a lot of paperwork, a lot of discovery, mountains of boxes. Beep beep. We back up the truck, and it costs the government money to do that, and then it costs the money to jail the bankers if they're found to be guilty. So we're not going to do any of that. What we're going to do, you see, 
is just work out some kind of deal where the government scoops up hundreds of millions of dollars from these banksters. Do the banksters pay it personally? No, because you got this magic legal, legal shield called a corporation. Oh, all the wrong I do is in the name of the corporation. Don't ever touch my personal assets, you see. I can take profits out of the corporation, but legal liability, eh, not so much. So they took all these fines. Who paid the fines? Customers. To raise your rates to pay for the fines, the customers. So you get screwed by the bankers. And then you get screwed by the government doing a shakedown of the bankers. And this is what we call... The law. And this is what we call justice. I mean, can you imagine if your 10-year-old child is walking down the street unattended or playing in a park? Ah, we got to fight childhood obesity, but we're going to arrest the parents of unattended children. Because that's the real problem in the Republic. Not this warrantless, magic, unbelievably invasive spying on everything with a pulse and an elephant lapel. People need justice. Because if it becomes a cat and mouse game with the law, if people lose the last shreds of respect they have for the law, if the law is a giant well-armed rhetorical device to protect the powerful and terrify the helpless, then the law is no longer obeyed out of virtue, out of nationalism, out of patriotism. Who, who is sane is patriotic to bullies. We can love virtue. We can fear aggression. But we cannot love injustice. Well, let me rephrase that. We can love injustice if we are smart and sociopathic and want to be beyond the reach of the law by climbing above it. L'état, c'est moi. I am the state, said an ancient French king. If the president does it, why then it's not illegal, said Richard Nixon. You see, if you create this vacuum of amoral legitimacy above above the law, then it is a giant magnet to, to draw those who wish to do wrong without repercussions. It draws them to power. The more powerful we make the state, the more we draw to the top of the state those who wish to do wrong without fear. Again, I do not put the Trump administration into this category. They're a little bit out of the norm. But I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you guys, people are hungry for some justice up there at the top of the mountain, some justice up there where the clouds are, some justice up there in the Olympus of escape from consequences that the rich and powerful occupy. Remember, lock her up, lock her up, lock her up. People are hungry, not because of vengeance. Because they wish to have a country they can respect. They wish to have laws that they can obey without feeling like slaves. They wish to have something above them that they can love and respect. Not a vile congregation of criminals laughing 
as the locks slam on the little people, while the rich and powerful stroll free 